Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of My First Season. I never had the pleasure of working with my next guest, but I did see him at Red's birthday party in summer of 2022, and I overheard him tell the most hilarious Club Med story to Angie Bushi. And I said to myself, I got to get this guy on the show one day. Then Dean Barber's episode came out and he mentioned the Fergie Toss pool game. And that was it. I contacted him. He said, yes, let's do it. And here we are. His first season was in Club Med Martinique in 1988 as Land Sports. He worked for Club Med from 88 to 97 in villages such as Cancun, Waltuco, Sonora Bay, Eleuthera, Sandpiper, Turks and Caicos, and even Waterville in Ireland. And yes, we are going to talk about that. Fun fact about my guest, he played volleyball at Cégep Marie Victorin. He's 5'6", but when he played, he had a 32-inch vertical leap. Now, I mention this fun fact because this comes into play during his first season with the Chief of Village, and it's a great volleyball story if you like volleyball. From my hometown of Montreal, Quebec, please help me welcome the amazing Mario Ferguson, a.k.a. Fergie. Fergie! Come on, ça va, ça va? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, How are you? Really good, really good. This All morning. right. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show. Awesome. Well, actually, I'm really happy that uh, after all those years, I have a chance to tell a story and remember, you know, great season at Club Med. Good time there. Yeah, I did. I did hear your name over the years, when, uh, you know, at Club Med, but I don't think I ever saw a photo of you. And then and then at, uh, you know, I didn't want to bother you at Red's party because we were there for Red, right? So yeah. but I couldn't help but overhear that story you were telling Angie Boucher. And I thought, this is hilarious. And then someone yeah. said, oh, that's Fergie. And I said, that's Fergie. OK, so here we are. All right. <laughs> now, I think you know how we do. If you can take me back in time, you know, to what you were doing before Club Ed and then how you found out about Club Ed. Like, were you, were you working in Montreal or going to school? Well, the first thing is that after school, I was going to go to university and I decided to take a break. So during uh, my uh, summertime, I actually went to Club Med Caravelle in Guadeloupe. All right. Now and I understand you were, you were 18 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw an ad on TV? Is that when you first heard about Club Med? Well, I, I think so. It was an ad on TV. And then I decided to go, me and my best friend, to go to Caravelle because I did not speak any word in English. So Caravelle was French. So I'm like, okay, let's go to Club Med uh, in Guadeloupe. End up there and I had a great time. And now wait, now once, wait for, as soon as I came back. Wait, yes. wait for it. Was, was Caravelle family village or singles village? Well, actually, it was a little bit of everything out there but there was a lot of people from france from europe going out there so no it was not a single village really it was okay. more european now was this your first time with like first french, time from, from yeah. france and did yeah, they, actually did, they much, yeah. did they understand you when you were speaking well the the people from france seriously they they understand everything that we said when they wanted to hear us you know okay got, got it <laughs> All right, but so. I, I have to do my part also to yeah, yeah. talk slang, but, you know, we're doing good. <laughs> All right. So you, you go on this trip. You have fun. Now, did you ever think that you were going to work in Club Med one day? Well, the only thing they told me is like uh, you have to speak at least English because most of the village are in the American zone. So I decided to leave uh, Montreal that fall and going to Vancouver just to go and escape to learn the English out there. Okay, so you moved across the country yep. to immerse yourself and learn English. Now, could you find found a nice English girl back, you know, back home in Montreal or okay, well, I don't learn, know. I just to learn, I want, to learn to learn English. <laughs> I was in the phase of my time that uh, I wanted to travel, so I just joined both. How was so, how was Vancouver? Vancouver was really great. I worked there, it was fun, it was in Langley. I found a nice family. I was living in a camper. And I was teaching French to their little kids while I was learning English. Oh, really? So that's what I did. Yeah. And while I was in Vancouver, this is when I applied to go to Club Med. Okay. And the interview was in Montreal. So I had to fly back to Montreal. <laughs> and three days later, they offered me Martinique. Okay. Now, in your, uh, do you recall who, who did your interview in Montreal? No idea. It's too too long ago. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I don't remember mine either. The name of the person. <laughs> now, did they? Now, did you say what you wanted to do, or they just said, you know what, we're going to put you at Land Sports? No, I I asked for the position of Land Sports. Oh, you did. Okay, because yeah, you I went, did. You went to Guadeloupe. You saw what that guy was doing, and it looked like fun, right? Yeah, and I was a 
all my sports activities, I was pretty good at all of it. So I was able to to manage, you know, the basket, the volleyball, and the whatever softball we had, and all those little tournaments, like the ping pong. So I, I felt comfy that land sport was going to be my uh, my go to uh, to join Club When you played volleyball at uh, the Siege of Marie Victorin, what what position yeah. were you? I was a back row center. Back row center. Okay. Yeah. So so you go to Martin. Martinique, I believe the chief of villages Andre Lantini. Yeah. Okay. And the late the De Lantini. Okay. So rest in peace, Andre yes. Lantini. Okay. But he he takes a look. He's a big volleyball player, right? I think you told me. Yeah, he was. A, he played a national, I think, for his country when. Okay. When he was younger, yeah. He took a look at your height, and he didn't. <laughs> and what what did like? So please say this story because it's, it's right. pretty. It's pretty funny. Okay. This is one is really good. So I first arrived there around three o'clock in the afternoon in Martinique, my first day. And uh, I go present myself to the chief of village as his new land sports guy. So I arrived there at five foot six. And the day was expecting like somebody really tall because he was really into volleyball. And that night there was the Geo versus GM exhibition. So we... We play four on four exhibition because they had a really good team on the other side. And he asked me to join. And at the end of the game, he took me on the side and he said, Fergie, seriously, I hope we're going to have a good season. But I have to tell you one thing, you were gone. Like right after we met in the afternoon, he called New York office and he goes, I would nothing against the kid but I'd like to have like a real volleyball player. I was expecting somebody like at least six feet. <laughs> but then he sees and your, he sees your 32 inch vertical during the exhibition he, game. Yeah, but during the <laughs> exhibition game, then this, I, I had to prove myself a little bit. I didn't know that my day could have last only one day, you know, my, yeah. So my vertical inch was pretty good and I was diving all over the court and I was playing with the crowd because that's what I do. I'm a crowd pleaser. So as soon as I got the people like the ho and the ha, when I was diving here and there, it boosts my game. And he really liked the the ambience of the exhibition that night. So at the bar, after the, after the exhibition, we went back to the disco and we talked a little bit more. And that's when he told me that I was gone, but he was going to send a, a fax to uh, New York and said that he was going to decide to keep me instead. <laughs> All right. Well, so, you, so you arrive and like you you fall right into the Geo versus GM volleyball game. Yeah. It's funny because even my first season, I I didn't realize how competitive like it, it was, right? The Geo team to get on the team, right? So you you walk in your first night and you're I can't imagine being thrown into it. You probably thought you're gonna have a good time, right? Like it's gonna be fun, right? <laughs> well, I I had no idea that, but my personality, I'm always being like, when I do something, I do it for the best, you know, and just, so I always push. I didn't just play around. So I, I really did my best to, to look good that day and end up like a, the first year of 10 with combats. Uh, that's, okay. that's a bit of story of this. What, what else do you uh, remember about your first season? Do you remember, or some some things vivid? Like, do you remember the well, team at all? Or well, the team, the, seriously, the team that I had, it was like really amazing. Like everybody who was in charge of each sports were really strong. Geo, like I'm thinking about Grant Simmons, who was at sailing. Uh, Rose Beef, that's Dominic Green, his real name. Uh, was at water ski. I had Joe Babian who was at tennis. All those people who were in charge of each sport were like really, really good. And on top of that, I had a French-Canadian chief of sports as my first season, Normand Boivin. We call him Storm and Norman. And such a good guy and just had a great season in Martinique. Really, really good season. And I had the chance to touch pretty much every other sport that I was not familiar with and improve my skill on every one of them. So I was able to use it later on during my career. After Martinique, you go to a brief stop, St. Lucia, and then you find yourself in Cancun in 1989, where you meet the chief of village, Ye, correct? Yes, it is. Papa Ye. 
Papa Ye. Okay. Papa Ye. <laughs> so what was what was he like? Did you have fun working for him? Well, Ye was seriously my spiritual dad. He was he took me under his wing, you know, and we we felt with Ye that we were all his kids. So, you know, like any family, when you you do something wrong, he's gonna make sure, you know, to to tell you, but in general, Ye was like really the guy who kept everybody together. We had such a great team there. Everybody enjoyed every services. We're working all together. Uh, I'm looking at the show we were doing. I mean, not just, I was doing the show with a, a great choreographer. I don't know if you know her, but Linda Senkovic. So Linda was really good, but she was using every single people in the village. Like the in the kitchen, in the maintenance, anybody. And she was, we were doing like shows. So he bound. It was a really good bound then in, in Cancun with Ye. Really good. Did you spend uh, six months there or a year? Actually, there I spent a little bit more than six months. I finished the first season and I did a full season after that. So I did about nine months my first season with Ye. As Line Sports, right? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. As Line Sports. Any Cancun stories? Oh my God! Oh, I mean, That's appropriate, just, appropriate. Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. Okay. Do with that. <laughs> but you know, Cancun was like the first real season that I I met like really good friend that I kept in touch with. Really, you know, and I'm talking about the Dean Barber that we you had ah, an interview. Yes, this Dean is Barber. where I met Dean. Yeah. Okay. Now, so me and you, Dean. So this is where you guys did the. The pool, to uh, the pool game, or no? And that's where we first start with the, the pool game. Okay. The Fergie toss. So who's, who's international? Whose idea, who's idea was this to have people throw you into the pool? My <laughs> God, was it yours? I have to say, I think no, I think it was Greg Fielder. Okay, Greg Fielder <laughs> was working snorkeling then, and he was like uh, with Don Sabotka and Dean Barber. We were like all four of us hanging out a lot, uh, doing all the pool games and stuff, and we always came out with new ideas. Like we, you know, we play uh, hockey in the bottom of the pool with like weight and stick and, you yeah. know, just, yeah. We came out, yeah, yeah, we came out with just, and the idea was possible there. And then I think it was Greg who came out and he goes like, let's do the Fergie toss. So you, so, so how much were you weighing back? Did you weigh back then? Do you remember? Oh, I'm, I always been on 160 pounds pretty much. Oh, okay. Even now I haven't changed. I'm still around that there. And um, so we just decided to throw me from the side of the pool. And I was like doing maybe, I don't know, two, three meters, you know, and just people were just having fun throwing me in a pool. And we ended up like having a, a podium. So two feet higher and legs and wrist and just, you know, I had like sputter behind me because just in case they were throwing me on the wrong side of the pool. Yeah, well, I, uh, did the podium not move? Because I could see the podium sliding. Well, around. that's why was, okay. yeah, That's why we had people holding the podiums. And, uh, okay. You know, it, was, it was becoming like a team effort up there to, to make the pool game. Okay. And we just kept adding. The week after that, we had like three podiums, so two on the bottom, one on top, and same thing, you know, using a, a tools to, to to solidify a little bit the, the, the podiums. And we just kept adding and adding. And as you can see, the picture I send you, it went up to all the way up to four podium high with like three, two, one, and one with Sputter in the back. And Dean was in the pool measuring. And the re the world record of the Fergie toss actually is 26 inches, uh, 26 feet and six inches. You remember that? Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that was that was my record. So that was just like did. a big uh, NFL player that threw you, or what? <laughs> okay. Okay. No, just two people from vacation, but they had like back to back. They were like not facing the pool. They were like they're back to the pool, and okay. I put one foot on each of their hands. Oh, I see. Okay, and, and they, they gave just you like a boost, right? Backward. Okay. Oh yeah, got, they had a big it. boost, and they really go for, went for it. Okay. It was amazing. Do you, you add any forward flips into that or not? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. But there's one thing though. I was smart enough that we had like costume because I was getting like, I was hitting the water every minute because that was just one time. It was just like, anybody wants to try to do it. 
So sometimes I did not end up in exactly how I wanted in the water. That was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, okay. That's so right. that's why the costume, I started the costume to save a little bit of bruises here and there. Yeah, it sounds like a pool game you don't want to do in your G-string, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow, sounds like you, uh, no, sounds like you had a good time uh, in, uh, in Cancun, 89. Oh, yeah, we had a great time. And that would be my best volleyball story there also with Dean. Oh, really? Because me and, Dean is not very higher than me. Dean is like maybe five foot eight and I'm five foot six. And we used to do those demo two against six exhibition. And that was a uh, unbelievable. We had the entire village looking at us, you know, the village in Cancun, we had like the people on the second floor next to the restaurant. We had all over the court. And that was like, if there was 650 people in the village, we had at least four to 500 around the, the exhibition court. So we were doing like really good game, two on six, me and Dean. Wow. All right. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, did, did, really did the, uh, did you, like, do you have like a rule, like the GMs had to give you three hits since no, no, like, no, two no. of you? Nothing. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, wow. no, not at all. We play like real uh, Pretty good. bomb set and sir, you know, and spike. But if they wanted to send it over on the first one, they could. Oh, yeah, they, they, they could. Yeah, okay. they could. Right, well, cool. we both had the really good uh, service. So most of the time they were just trying to struggle to get back the ball to us. So Okay. So you mostly, really your points were coming from aces a lot, right? Oh, a lot of aces or just bad bounce, and then they just give us back the ball, and then we bump, bump, set, and spike, and that's it. Sweet. Yeah, diving all over court, even if it was like asphalt. And well, anyway, so things you do you're... when you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't think. <laughs> Don't do that now, kids. <laughs> all right. I see you stay in. You stay in Mexico uh, at your your resort your village after cancun as well tuco in 1990 and you're with one of my uh, favorite chiefs he was my uh, chief my first season jean-pierre Grand, right oh yeah okay so what was uh, you go from a singles village to a fat was guatuco a family village back then um or well, they had some teenager they had some teenager there and stuff like this okay so but, uh, it was it was for all ages then right yeah all ages Watuko. What was, nice was, place was it Can like nothing at it was like it just nothing special, you know. After Cancun, Cancun was like the big single village, and so much action. Watuku was kind of mellow for me. Did you, did you so that, request? That season was pretty uh, mellow. Did you request Watuku? No. no, okay. No, we did not request Watuku, but Ye was going to take a little break, and so most of the people was working with Ye usually follow him, and this time he he was going to take a break, so. Me and Dean, he put us together in Watuko. So that was one of the village that was able to take both of us. Okay. So got Dean it. gave us a favor by doing that. Okay. Then you yeah. you, you stay in Mexico again. I guess you like Mexico because you wind up in Sonora Bay. <laughs> Mike Coltman, 1991. Yeah. Mike Coltman. Mike from, Coltman from England, right? Yes. All right. Mike Coltman. So Sonora Bay, beautiful. Tell me about and, it. Well, Sonora Bay was like out of nowhere for me. I had no idea that, you know, in the middle of a, a desert, it could be so cold at the beginning of the season and you know, it was so hot during the, the day. Could not even walk out there without shoes on the beach. It was so hot. And at night, the fireplace was open because, and we were walking around with wool shirt. So you that arrived, was pretty uh, amazing. You arrived in when? January? Season. You arrived in January? When did you arrive? A little bit later on. Okay. Sunra Bay was open for nine months. So we arrived, uh, I would say, March, something like that. Around what are, March. What are your memories of Sonora and, Bay? Oh, well, Sonora Bay, like one of the nicest, cheapest sports I, I met and that I worked so well together was Nathan Van Leeuwen. Okay. He was from Belgium. And uh, we worked so well together. He loved me, you know, and, and smiled and stuff like this. And we, it was just a really, really good uh, match between me and him. And he was pushing me to do a lot of activities. And I was giving back all the, uh, the love that he deserved, you know, that he, he was trusting me and I give him a lot of, you know, nice tournament, organized tournament, like just by example, over there, we had softball and I would start my softball tournament at two o'clock. Like it was a ping pong, a ping pong tournament, but instead of lasting until like, three, like an hour, I would last all the way up to almost six o'clock at night. 
and we decided to just start bringing uh, drinks for the people up there and we had barbecue around there so we had like four teams every uh, week for the softball the tournament so that was a big, becoming a big event that's the way I was doing it and activity for me became always an event as soon as I start pushing it. it was my way of thinking in combat okay and it's at Sonora Bay. So, now, we, we, we spoke about this in your pre-interview. So my first season, yeah. I, I met this aerobics instructor named Chris. Okay. One of the most yeah. beautiful women I've ever seen. I was tongue-tied around her. You know, I was too embarrassed to talk to her. So you you met Chris in Sonora Bay, right? Yeah, Chris Benchow was, that was her first season in Sonora Bay. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was her first season. And uh, I know when you met her later on, she was at aerobics, but she first started as a snorkeling geo. Really? Yeah, in Sonora Bay. Yeah, she was wow. a snorkeling geo. But she always kept in shape. She always did our, you know, exercise or stretching or aerobics out there all the time with the guests. But uh, no, she was a snorkeling geo when she first I first met her. And I would say that, you know, after Martinique, St. Lucia, Cancun, Watuco, Chris was, because she was stunning. Seriously, she was not just beautiful, but she was also a nice girl, yes. really nice girl, quiet, you know. And um, so the for, for the first time, I settled down in my life with somebody. So me and Chris, we were a, in a couple in Sonora Bay. And uh, that's, you know, after that, uh, I had a disagreement with, uh, with Mike Coleman. And Mike just decided to uh, let me go and Chris follow me. So I went back to Montreal that, that year. So nothing, nothing wrong. It just did not happen. Something went bad and the disagreement. And you know, disagree, I just want right? to live my life with Chris a little bit. So we decided to go back to Montreal together and getting our couple like uh, stronger out there. But then you go to Cancun, correct? Yeah. Well, the only thing with Cancun is like at one point, you know, like in, we're in between season by then. Yeah. And uh, Chris from California didn't want to really spend the winter in Montreal with me. Hey, don't you know? blame her. Do not blame her one <laughs> bit. Neither should you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, our couple was doing well and we just decide that it's time to go back to combat. But how we did it is the funny part is Ye is back to Cancun. And I knew Ye loved me and I just decided not even to tell him. So we took two flight tickets Montreal to Cancun, and we spent one night at the hotel. And the day, the morning after that, we had to leave the hotel, and we walked straight to the beach with our luggage in our hands. And I met Kevin Bath, who was chief of sports. Then he looked at me and he's like, "What are you guys doing here?" And I said, "I'm going to be at Newland Sports. I'm coming to meet Yay." And so. <laughs> He was like stunned. I had no idea what's going to happen. So I met Ye and of course I was right. Ye decided to keep me and, and Chris as land sports and aerobics then in Cancun. <laughs> I'm glad that but, story uh, had a happy ending. <laughs> and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Im imagine we walked straight from the beach with our luggage. Yeah, no, that's that was, well. He probably bought a one-way ticket too, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we did. Okay. We did. So... I have no idea. I don't recall having enough money to spend the full week somewhere. Yeah, I just right. knew I just knew that Ye was gonna take us back and that, that was like just unbelievable. And then back back to Cancun for a full year with Chris and uh, and Kevin. And, and Kevin Bat was the chief of sports. Kevin Bat was chief of sports. So and Kevin Bat he must have been impressed that you that you, you did that, right? Like <laughs> Oh, Kevin was like he was like a kid, Kevin also. Oh, he's a Montreal Kevin was boy, young. Right? Yeah, he's from Montreal and got along well with him right away. And I, he's the same kind of guy that I am. Like I said, if he does an activities, he had to be an event. And so this is what we did. We did American Gladiator game there. We redid the Fergie toss. We, you know, we we just came out with all activities like by example, a volleyball tournament we did organize there was with 64 hotel in Cancun. 
each hotel had to bring their own team and we did the full weekend of the tournament with a big uh, big sponsor Jose Cuervo was there with a big pool of margarita so we came out with like really huge event who uh, I actually, I'm sorry I, I never heard of this that's a, that's a pretty big thing to organize right? it was a big organized oh yeah yeah do you it remember big... who, who eventually which hotel eventually won the tournament Oh, sixty-four different hotel. I think out of sixty-four teams, I think we had like four teams of. Uh, but do you, do you remember Cancun who won? Was the, the hotel. club? Did Club Med win? Do you remember who won? Uh, no idea. Okay, so it was it Club Med? You guys didn't win then, right? No, actually, no, because I actually even I did not even play. Okay, we were organizing. We had uh, we had referee for each court. We had six court going out there. So six, people six, were organizing. Where, wait, yeah. where do, you had six uh, courts in Club Med Cancun? Yeah, what are you beach court. Oh, beach court. Okay, got it. Got beach it. court. Yeah, beach court. Okay, six one next to behind each other, and we had the Jose Cuervo band banners to separate them, and then we had the big pool, and so that was like a really huge uh, event there. Yeah, yeah, no, they organized. Sounds like a nightmare to organize. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, but it was uh, so much fun. Wow. I even even another thing. Remember, every year in Comed, we used to have a day that. Bring new ideas to Club Med. It was, I don't know if you remember that, Greg. I don't Every think year. So. I don't think you know, so. It was like a special date in Club Med in August. And every time we were like doing, come out with new idea. And it was like, it's good with the the office in, in Europe. And I actually brought the bungee jumping in Cancun at Club Med. Wait a minute. There was at one time there was bungee jumping inside the resort. Yeah, if you go yeah at Cola Caracol, there was bungee jumping in Cancun. I talked to the manager and I was able to bring the bungee jumping in Cancun at Comed. Wow, where where exactly in the village was it? Right by the parking lot. There was oh, a okay. big train over wow. and just we were all over uh, the ocean then by the corner. Okay, that sounds crazy. Okay, you had a bungee jump, Geo. There, okay. everybody was able to go to to do it. Okay, wow. We, and the guy was charging people, but it was just amazing that we were able to get the the crane there. Well, yeah, on I'll the parking say. lot in Cancun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you guys did a lot of work. Holy crap! I mean, that's yeah, the massive volleyball tournament, bungee jumping. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a great season. It was like uh, just nonstop. Non-stop. All the event we did was like non-stop. We were playing street hockey at night at one o'clock after the practice for the show. We had rollerblading because Linda Sarkovich, she she had like uh, the show rolling uh, uh, with roller skate, Starlight Express. Oh, Starlight. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so everybody had a pair of uh, roller uh, rollerblade there, and uh, we're playing uh, street hockey in rollerblade at one o'clock in the morning. Just non-stop. Non-stop uh, activities. We had so much fun there. Really good. Right. And then from Cancun, you go back to Martinique in 93 with Abdel Machi, correct? Yes. Okay. And what was that like? Did you have as much, much fun uh, this time as the first time? Or Yeah, this- yeah. It was different, though. It was different. Okay. But uh, I still had a good time there because I met the other chief of sports then. There was like another French-Canadian. Stone Buckweed. Pierre Sarrazin. From Montreal. What was, what was his nickname? Stone Buckweed. Okay, never heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> I've, heard, yeah. I've heard roast roast beef, but never that one. Okay. No, <laughs> no, Pierre Sarrazin, translate word by word, it's Stone Buckweed. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's true. I never realized that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was his nickname. Stone well, wait a minute. Wait, no, because just one second. Since we mentioned roast beef, I never uh, knew or found out how, why were they, why was he called roast beef? I have no idea. Okay. You, you, know, you, you, you neither. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got go it. there. Okay. If got it. If you guys okay. say my roast, my, yeah, it's roast it's, beef, we it's, believe, it's, believe you. Yes. Yeah, usually because he doesn't like roast beef. It's some other reason <laughs> we can't talk about on a podcast. Okay. Got I, it. I have no idea. So okay. I, we just go with roast beef then. All right. So Martinique, yeah. you hit, you hit uh, 94 Eleuthera with yeah. Yay. You're back with Yay. Yeah. Back with Yay and Eleuthera. And, and uh, here you learn flying trapeze. Uh, would you like to tell people who you learn flying trapeze from? Yeah, from the late Darwin Hamilton. Darwin Hamilton, so, okay. Yeah, Darwin. Darwin was there as chief of uh, 
circus then and uh, he had a great team and I was just first time I was in the village with circus and I was like wow so I decided to go and fly and I I learned how to fly but cannot say that I was really liking it so I just decided to ask him like would you teach me how to catch and since then I became a catcher until I retire and I'll let you know a little bit more at the end what I became but uh, this is where I learned how to catch uh, in the Lutra with the uh, the great Darwin Hamilton yeah do you recall the heaviest person you ever caught well over 200 easy oh really yeah yeah, yeah. over 200 and you know the way it works if, for the people who doesn't know it's two and a half time your weight with the the force yes so you know at one point you're holding 500 pound if it's somebody who's 200 pound you know Oh yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm asking. Uh, did you ever get? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have gotten injured occasionally, right? No, no, oh, no. not at all. Oh no, wow. I was okay. built like uh, I was built the the way that yeah, I didn't get hurt really. Oh good. I was protecting okay. myself for the people who were flying without waiting to go, but uh, besides that, no, I got lucky injury wise. Okay, that's good because as I know, as a as a catcher, it's you tell the GM, okay, he catches yeah. you, you don't catch him, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. But you know, at one point during the season, I became like the uh, the catcher for the the guests. Yes. So they were doing their show after, because usually the GO and the GM, you know, and the GM were doing their show, and after that, the circus team were doing their own show right after. So I was catching the the guests for the entire season that year. Okay. So now it was pretty good. Now here's where Red Summer Birthday Party comes into play because I believe it's this season you're 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 telling Angie about how you know there was you know we won't go into detail you had an agree to disagree moment with someone there was only I think two weeks left in the season you're asked you're asked to leave Eleuthera so if you can take it from here so you leave Eleuthera thinking you're on your way home right I guess yeah exactly so. I'm packed. I'm saying goodbye to everybody. You know, good season in general. Have fun with everybody. And then I decide, not I decide, but I had to fly from Elutra to Miami and then Miami to Montreal. And uh, Yay, Yay, uh, not Yay, Yay called Kevin Bat in St. Piper and told him that I was available. So who uh, who shows up? At the airport, and uh, in Miami, Kevin Bat. So Kevin Bat picked me up at the airport, and he goes, "You can go home now, or you can come with me in St. Piper." So I end up saying yes, and I drove back with uh, Kevin to the command in St. Piper. And late afternoon, I go to the uh, the bar having a drink with Kevin to talk about what's going to happen, how we're going to manage, because Kevin was on his way to become chief of village. So he was chief of sports there, but he was acting chief of village. So he wanted me to help him out so he could, you know, I could run the sports team there and he could work on his chief of village, you know, uh, ability to become one. So we're at the bar and I see people from the office from uh, St. Piper, it's over. Their day is over and they come in at the bar and have a drink and then they see me and they're like, they don't get it. They just received the fact that I was gone and I was on my way to Montreal and then they see me again, but not just see me. I was all in white with a walkie-talkie and the key of the golf cart because I was acting chief of sports by three or four hours later. <laughs> they could not believe it. They were like, unbelievable. This is Clement life, I guess. <laughs> so that was, went from nothing to chief of sports interim. That was pretty funny. That's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. Land, land sports, tracking chief of sports with a, a walkie talkie and a, and a buggy. <laughs> and the buggy, the key from the, the buggy to go around the activities. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. Sorry. It was great. <laughs> so they could not. They could not understand what happened there. 
they were like, we just received, we just received the facts that you were gone and then we see you here. I'm like, okay. Right. Nothing, nothing so, to discuss anymore further. No, no, no. So this is, uh, yeah. So this is '95. Yeah, Sam Piper. Now, do you spend a year there or six months? No, yeah, I did the I did the full season there with Kevin. Okay, well, I do want to talk about your next season with Kevin because I believe you're the first XGO on, you know, over 100 episodes that worked in Waterville, okay. Ireland. So if you could just describe, I know it wasn't open long, but was was Waterville? Was it? Did it look like a club med village or not? Or not? Not at all. What did it, what was it? It looked like a fancy hotel, okay, with a piano bar, you know, and we had the pub inside the club that the people from Ireland were able to come and visit, and we had no stage to make shows, so we just decided to make a little stage at night to to make a show for the guests, and while we did not have enough guests, so we invite the people from Ireland to join to get, you know, uh, atmosphere in the club. And uh, it was just amazing because there were like such a great people out there ready to help us out. Because like you said, it was kind of new and they wanted this place to work also as much as Clement wanted to work. All the um, activities there were like so different than all combat I've worked before. We had like, you know, walking trips. We had bicycle trips, fishing, golfing, archery. You have any bird watching? Tennis. Eh? You have any bird watching? <laughs> that sounds no, like an activity they would do there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that people like during their walk, like we're like organizing buses to take us from one place to the other having just to walk by the cliff and something like that. That was like just amazing. The people who were there were all outdoor people for sure. Okay. And most oh. of the time was like the, the guy were going to play golf during the day at different course. And then the wife were using the bicycle or the walk facilities or even the, you know, to go to the beach, even if it was cold, the water there, but people were going to the beach. It's a nice little town of 600 people only during this winter. That becomes about 3,000 people during the summertime back right, then well, in 1996. You were, you, so you're saying you were there in the winter? No, when we first opened the village, yes, we were there like, uh, I would say around April, okay. March, April, to open the village because it was not open all year. And then the people, because all the young kids from uh, Dublin, whatever, they all come during the summertime and help their parents on the farm and stuff like this. So that's why this village is, uh, of Waterville is really like almost like a ghost town during the winter. But when all the kids from the Dublin or whatever comes out to do, spend their vacation, then it's, it's booming. It's like big party place. So right. that's why it was really, really different from when we first got there during the summer and when we left also. And, Everybody was back and gone. And this was Kevin Batts last season as a chief of sports, right? Exactly. Service because he was going to get promoted to chief of village, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like a, the chief of village, I think, if I don't mean, if I remember, was uh, Patrick Calave. Calave. And um, he, he was just there to supervise uh, Kevin. And then Kevin, after the season of in Waterville 96, uh, became chief of village. And that's I, one. That's in, where in he, Turks and Caicos. Is, in Turks and Caicos, yeah, I think that was his first season. And, Turks and Caicos, and, and you and you went there with him, right? Ninety seven. I went there with him. Yeah, I went there with him, and that was my last season that I did a club med. What was that like? So first season chief of village. It was uh, Turks. Uh, oh, was but Kevin no? was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but Kevin was like real hyper, ready to do everything, you know. All over, you know, he built sharkies there and stuff like this. And that's Turks and Caicos is actually one of the club that uh, I met the people with who I hang out a little bit, you know, because the red, my friend Red was uh, my roommate at one point there. Oh, really? And that's, yeah, and this is where I met Endel, Endel Duplessis, uh, Chief of Village. So Endel, uh, I met him. What was he you know, doing there? That too. What, what was Endel doing there? Was he Land Sports or Chief He sports? was Land Sports. Okay, wow. Land sports. Land sports at one point. Yeah. And me, I, I was in charge of absolutely nothing there. 
So I was doing animation. I was doing sports. I was doing everything. I was kind of Kevin's uh, right arm to help right. him out with first season. So wow. Okay, man. Yeah. So you got to do. I, so you. So you. You probably weren't bored. You were doing a different thing every day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A different thing. I was, you know, helping out with the uh, red at the uh, at the picnics, you know, and just, you know, every day I had like an activity to do something different. So. You get any chance to swim with Jojo? You got a Jojo story? No, not no Jojo story, but no. yeah, I did swim when she was there, but Jojo was. Was not a didn't like me that much. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good thing because you know yeah. I've, I've had stories where if Jojo likes you. It's yeah. like, it's, <laughs> that, it's kind of that, odd, you know. That's okay. a good thing that he didn't. Yeah. she didn't like me that much. You that's got good. off. You got off easy, my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking Kaikos for me was the end of my uh, career, and just time for me to move on. You know. Yes, and so that was. Go, I guess you go to Montreal, right? Yeah, I went back to Montreal, but this is where my Club Med lies keep going a little bit because, really? well, because of the Club Med, actually, I learned how to be a catcher and I I kept being a catcher when I went to St. Piper also. And when I came back to Montreal, I was helping an ex-geo, René Gass, because he had the trapezium and it was a circus school that he had and he was working right to you know, Cirque Louise uh, in old Montreal and stuff like this. And um, for three years, I was a, I became his catcher. So I was a, one of the catcher that uh, is circus cool in Montreal. So that kept me in Montreal. That was really important for me because at one point after 10 years of traveling here and there, I wanted to settle down, you know, and, and move on in my life too. I knew I was going to do that for the rest of my life to be a Clement Geo. So I became a, a circus artist as a trapeze catcher for him for three years. And I understand while you were catching at trapezium, trapezium, you met a certain someone there, correct? Well, yeah. So I actually met my wife, who is still with me right now. Yeah, she was coming from New York City with her best friend to do some flying trapeze at the trapezium where I was working. So this is how we met. So she became a catch, and uh, I stayed with her. <laughs> I think you were the catch, right? So who, who, wait, well, is, there, <laughs> is there an agreement or disagreement? <laughs> Are you the catch or is she the catch? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, well, how do you do that? Like, you know, after you you catch her, do you ask her out? Oh, like, how does that work? Or yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. We actually we went out for dinner, and uh, you know, kept in touch. And uh, she was a teacher in New York City, and. She didn't know if she was going to keep doing it, whatever. And then during the uh, summertime, we just, we just met and just decided to move on with me in Montreal. And uh, we started our life together. And it's been a, I've been married with her with two kids over uh, 22 years now. Married. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So got two kids right now. One is 20 years old. What? And one is 10 years old. Whoa. Okay, yeah, we're the same wife. Okay. And so if you just want to keep going out there, um, <laughs> why there is a difference between, because we try after the first one, we want to have like three or four kids then at work. We did the in vitro stuff and two, two tries later, doctor just say, you know, just move on with your life. You should be happy to have one. So at her 40th birthday, she said, Fergie, is that okay if you go get cut? Because we don't want any taking a chance. <laughs> so, I, so I said, yeah, no problem. So I took the phone the same day. And the one goes uh, on the other side of the, uh, the line goes, I have um, somebody who canceled. So I have a rendezvous for you next Friday. So I said, okay, I'll take it. And two days before my rendezvous, my wife told me that she was pregnant. <laughs> Crazy story. <laughs> so we... She's like, what do we do? I'm like, what do we, what do, we do? I'm going to go get cut. So if this one stick, it sticks. If not, well, we move on. That's all. <laughs> and then little James st stuck. And now I'm back again, coaching hockey and baseball and back all over again. But it's really, really fun. Nice. Wow. I'm having a good time being a dad and a husband. Can we move back to Club Bed for just a sec? 
you you you've already told yeah, me yeah, like, yeah, no uh, problem. you've told me a lot of names you you liked work working with like people you enjoyed working with so i don't i don't want to leave anyone out so would you like to mention uh anyone we haven't mentioned yet that uh you had a great time well, working with you, you know what I, i'm really bad with names and stuff like no this problem, so no problem no problem i would i would say that you know there's thing some people were like really important for me and if i go in order i would say that joe babian from tennis took me under his wing in my first season in martinique and norma boivin chief of sports and it was a good because my english was not that great in my first season i spoke english and i still speak with an accent as you can tell but uh you know he, he made me feel good that i was doing a good job even if my english was not that great and uh, you know moving to cancun two important really person dean barber and don sabotka don was like one of the best i ever seen with a microphone i mean any event we were giving the mic to to don sabotka and it was just amazing the way he could get the crowd going and something i've never seen again after linda linda sankovic best choreographer i had not saying that the other one were no good but she made me a place a special place almost in each of their her show and it, it felt like i was important with her so that's one of the girl that's really really important thanks to chris pen show for three years we were together also and nathan van lewen chief of sports in sonora bay and i still keep in touch with nathan even if he's still traveling all around the world best best wishes for sure to yay chief of sports cancun first time then after that you know cancun again and mart and elutra and like papaye was the most important for me following next close to kevin bad kevin bad chief of sports took me all over i cannot say thank you enough to kevin bad for all the great years we had together the laugh everything was great with kevin bat really one person that i miss the most actually to have fun with him you know elutra i had some darwin i know darwin we had the he died in an accident in italy but darwin hamilton was somebody special also and jamie nelson in elutra was my best buddy so i don't want to forget jamie nelson also St. Piper was great, nothing special. Waterville, I was with Kevin and a bunch of people from Europe because we were the only two people in Waterville from the North America. So me and Kevin run the show there. And Turks and Caicos, I'd say that, you know, Nathalie Grenier, Natu, Red, and Andal were like the people with who I hang out the most out there that uh, I had a good finish on my career in combat with those people so that that would be the people i'd like to thanks and make sure that uh, you know that i had a good interview with you i think it was some funny moment but there's some moment also that i i recall that it's not even one day in my life since i left combat that i don't have a thought of combat every single day every single day there's something make me think about those great years and it's so important to know that we please so many people they had a good time because of us because at that point we were working seven days a week and that was the biggest thing that I was proud of we never had a day off we work hard but we please the people that they were on vacation we made their week and that was a big for me and if i asked you i guess it would probably be an easy answer like what are the three things you miss the most about uh, clomed in no particular order what are them be the travel traveling was okay but you know the traveling that's why i didn't mind to go back to different uh, same place again because the traveling was was nice but the most important for me was like the the family i'm really family oriented even now i what's important for me is the family i do everything you know for the family and that was a big family when we work at combat yes so every other people with who i work even with 
fewer 110 geos in Cancun, I would say that I was friends with 110 geos then. You know, that was the most important thing, the, the, the family that we were together. The other thing I miss for sure is my good years of volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should see me right now when I go on vacation play volleyball. I'm like, I'm like the grandfather who just knows how to play, but I can't jump anymore. <laughs> I think, I okay, jump. if I if I spike this ball now, my shoulder's going to be sore for two weeks, so <laughs> I'm going to dink it. Oh, I'm a dinker now. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I well, understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still I'm still one of the uh, the people uh, that they want to have them in their team, you know, on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Because I still can play, I still can pass, so I'm doing. Well, good. You, yeah, you know what you know what to do, right? You know what your role is, and yeah. So, yeah. That's important too. <laughs> yeah. I by the way, I yes. I did forget one thing. Okay. Claude Lasselle from Montreal. Ah, pirate. Ah, pirate. Yeah. Pirate. Only one season with Pirate. That was my second time in Martinique with with Pierre Sarrazin and Abdel Machi. But um, yeah, he was my volleyball partner and we did so good together also. And I have to say that Claude that year was my best friend uh, for that full season for sure. Okay, no, I'm glad because I was I, I was about to ask you if I forgot to ask you anything or if you wanted, so I'm glad yeah. you you remembered that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Well, Fergie, this has been awesome, man. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming on and sharing your story. Well, thank you for letting me do it because I knew you were kind of sketchy of how it was going to turn <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, well, you you know, there's always with you 80s geos, you know, late 80s geos, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what what you're gonna say? But you know, uh, we kept, uh, I think we kept it like we, we did. Kept it, uh, we kept family it PG. oriented. Yep, yeah, PG. we kept it PG. Yeah. We're good. So your kids can listen to this. Everyone, don't worry. Okay, it should be good. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I'd no. like to say, but before we laugh, yes, uh, if I forgot some important names, please don't don't hurt. Yeah. Don't hit. Yeah, you know? don't don't send them angry emails, people. Okay, because. <laughs> There are XGOs that come on for, that forget the year of the first season. Okay. So yeah. if you forget your, the year of your first season, it's only normal. You might forget to thank everyone. And, you know, so it, it happens, you know, Fergie yeah. is all love to all of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you once again, uh, Fergie. This has been awesome. And uh, everyone that was uh, Fergie from Montreal and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, Fergie. Thank you, Greg. <laughs>